So many people wish to be a fly on the wall, but what a dismal life that must be. Why not a raven in a tree or a bear eating blueberries? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. I am rather lucky to work and live in Maine. Few other places in this great blue and green speck in the cosmos offer all the conveniences of modern living while having the vast north woods, the mighty Penobscot River, and the stunning Bold Coast, to name a few, practically a stone's throw away. I can at once feel like a frontiers person while I paddle up and down the river behind my home, draped in my drabbest wool in pursuit of my hunted quarry, then come home to warm my soul with a homemade latte while I stream the latest episodes of whatever series I feel like watching. That is the modern life out here in the Wild East. Similarly, during long slogs of computer-based office work for the outdoor school I co-founded, I can watch the comings and goings of wildlife from my second-floor office window over the boundless fields and forests of Downeast Maine. One day, I watched a barred owl swoop low and purposefully across the hayfield. Another time, a northern harrier was doing the same, but in a much more acrobatic and playful kind of way. I have seen vast rafters of turkeys make their way from one ancient apple tree to the next, and a litter of fox kits grow up under the barn. I was even lucky enough to watch from the comfort of my desk two bobcats courting in the scruffy alder border next to the lawn. But one day, while making price estimates and sending emails, I kept seeing from the corner of my eye the flitting of a small bird so swift, so deft, so exact, it took me most of the day to figure out this phenological wonder, a warbler eating cluster flies. Why this took me so long to sort out is that from my vantage point in this second floor office, I may have a great view of the surrounding area, but I do not have a great view of the side of the house itself. What I was seeing was a flitting dart of a small bird zooming one way, then I'd hear a brief scuffing against the clabbered of the building with its diminutive feet and wingtips, then darting back from where it came and disappearing. This happened over and over again as if mechanized. Unlike a machine, however, every time the little bird swooped, its trajectory was slightly different. Where it touched the building changed, and where it seemed to return to perch on the electrical wires was sometimes closer to, and sometimes farther from, the house. Usually it perched well out of sight, so this feathered feaster remained a mystery. That all changed at about noon. As the sun warmed the side of the house, I noticed a couple of plump, ugly cluster flies appear on the outside of the window screen, no doubt lazily looking for a way in, as they are wont to do. I stared at them from over my computer screen, wondering how on earth they managed to find their way inside when instantly I was snapped from my daydream by the darting of the little bird which tagged the window screen and scarfed up the fat little fly. This time, rather than alighting out of sight on the wire closest to the building, it instead landed a few feet out, making its identity readily apparent, a yellow-rumped warbler. Now, truth be told, I have no idea whether this observation indicates a regular phenological phenomenon or an opportunistic anomaly. So over the coming weeks, as our birds migrate south and the flies, wasps, western conifer seed bugs, and ladybugs migrate indoors, you can keep an eye out for warblers or any other birds exhibiting similar behavior to the one I noticed. If you do happen to see this or have seen it in the past, please feel free to reach out and let us know.
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apiliated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.